0: Welcome to Eventive Entrepreneurs, the podcast for business inspiration featuring innovative entrepreneurs sharing their stories, best practices, and actionable tips. Sprinkled with my favorite topic, event planning advice to build community and grow your business. I'm your host, Sarah Brosh. Let's get this party started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to this bonus episode of the podcast. Today, I am going to be talking about takeaways from planning a virtual event. And this is very top of mind with me because I just finished an event for my company, which was three days basically all through the night and during the day because it was a global event. So it started when Europe started their day and then it went through most of the day Eastern time. So just wanted to share some of the feedback and my learnings and takeaways from this event. One of them is that no matter what you do, a lot of times attendees are just not gonna read the information that you're providing. So one of the big challenges with virtual events is being able to log in which seems very simple they're provided with the username and a password but a lot of times this becomes one of the biggest challenges with virtual events is just creating that really easy and seamless experience for attendees to log in so you want to just make sure that that information is available to them as easily as possible so sending an email every single day of the event in the morning to provide them their login information again making sure they have it in advance as well and it's very easy for them to reset their password if they're having trouble logging in. Another really important item is giving them access to the platform a couple days in advance or even a week or so. This way they have time to play around in the platform, update their profile, add a photo, put in all of the information that will help them connect with attendees, And then when the event actually opens, they are already familiar and they can actually just go to wherever they need to go. So if a session is starting and the event starts at eight o'clock, they know exactly where to go to get to that session versus spending time just trying to figure all of that out because that really creates a lot of frustration for attendees. So I think that's a really big one is just making sure that your attendees have access to the platform in advance. So if you're thinking about pre-recording sessions or doing live sessions, there's benefits and risks to both of those. So pre-recording is very, very time consuming. You have to do tech checks and PowerPoint reviews and just make sure that everybody is set up and everything is ready to go far in advance of the event. And yes, you're going to have PowerPoint reviews, of course, with live sessions as well but it just really shortens your time frame in terms of getting everything done because everything has to be ready for a platform far in advance if you're pre-recording. So just take that into consideration. However, although it is time consuming, live sessions are a lot more risky because you don't know what's going to happen that day of the event if there's any tech challenges things like that with the pre-recorded sessions everything's been already reviewed and approved and it's just basically put on the platform to play. If you have sponsors for your event, sponsors love benefits that span outside of the event dates. So a lot of times with sponsor booths on virtual events, there is a challenge with getting the traffic there. Attendees may pop into their booths and you know check out maybe some of their resources. They watch a video, they download a PDF, but they may not be chatting with the sponsors or getting into their live meeting room, which then for the sponsors, it just feels like they're having a lot of slow traffic, even if they do have a lot of people visiting their booth. So it's really important to add benefits for sponsors that are outside of their booth area and really even outside of the event. So we do things like podcast features for a podcast that is run by our company. We do blogs, social media. We do meetings with our sponsors and our executives to discuss partnership and also doing things like roundtables to help them to network with attendees. So you really wanna try to get your sponsors connected into every possible networking opportunity and give them the options to really find benefit and leads, not just within their booth. Another key element for basically engagement and networking at a virtual event is having the ability to chat. So you can have the option to do video chat, which is usually just opening up into a Zoom room where people can connect face-to-face. You can also do private chat that's just between the attendees or there's group chat where multiple people can chat. This really helps to maximize connections. You can even figure out different areas that attendees would like to connect on, whether that's something they like to do in their personal time, or it's something work-related or industry-related, and kind of create those hot topic areas where people can go in like a message board and ask questions and connect. You also want to use gamification to drive where you want attendees to go in your virtual event. So if you want to make sure they go to the keynote, make sure you're awarding prizes and points for doing that, to visit the sponsor booth, to go to specific sessions, to make sure they update their profile, which will help attendee to attendee connections. You can add in points for attendees to do that, and then you can do various drawings for giveaways based on who's on the top of the leaderboard, or really who's even participating, even if they're not having the highest point level. Also, make sure that you pick the right virtual platform for the level of service you need. There's many platforms that are very self-service, and so it is going to be a lot of time on your event team or whoever is working on the event to set the event up, set up every feature that's needed, or you can have more of a virtual platform that's going to be taken care of by that vendor where they're going to set everything up. We may submit the information, but they're going to really create it all and do most of the work on that end. So that's a very important thing to take into consideration as well. And then you want to keep the excitement going with the virtual events, doing things like photo booths, in your virtual platform, having a lot of excitement on social media, where people are having fun taking photos and sharing them and tagging your event hashtag is a great way to just keep the excitement going. And you want to just feel like you're really having those event connections, even though you're really watching from a computer. You you want to keep people engaged and excited and kind of wanting to see what's going to be posted next, what's happening at the event. Another great way to extend the life of your event is to have the event platform content available 30 to 60 days after the event. This way, if any of the attendees miss specific sessions, they can log back in and they can see those again, or they can check out some of the replays of the keynotes. You can also sell tickets post-event. So if people wanna have access to your on-demand content, they still have to purchase a ticket. So that will keep your sales going as well. And finally, it's really important to think about how you're going to deliver your results for your surveys and the lead information to your team and your stakeholders before the event actually takes place. So when the event is over, everything's really simplified, streamlined, you know what's going to happen next, and you don't have to do a lot of research around it because all of that work has already happened. So for example, you're gonna have surveys likely throughout your event. So how are you gonna share that information with your teams or with the speakers that are presenting those sessions? If you have sponsors and exhibitors, how are they getting their leads? And especially if the event is global, you need to make sure that you're following GDPR guidelines. So you need to make sure that you are providing information in a very secure method. Those are some of the things that you wanna think about just to make sure that the post-event experience is really positive. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope this was helpful if you are thinking about having a virtual event or you do host virtual events for your business in general. I am super excited that live events are starting to come back. However, we will still probably have a virtual component for many events for a long time to come, so I think it's really good to still keep in mind what can happen at a virtual event and how you can really use that to build community and grow your business. So thanks so much for joining. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me on Instagram at Event of Brush. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love to connect with you on Instagram at Event of Brush and in our private Facebook group where we continue this conversation. All of these details are listed in the episode notes. Your time is valuable and I appreciate that you spent it with me.